Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrar? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Fuelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary In Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Well, it's about time we've been waiting. Now we can start the show. (laughs) And we have another great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is actor, comedian, master impressionist. You know him from Mad TV and Fox NFL Sunday. It is my pal, Frank Caliendo. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our super fan shout-out is for Jane Johnson. Say hi. Hello, Jane. Janey Johnson, how are you? What's happening there, Jane? And one of us was in the New York Times, and it wasn't Alex, and it wasn't Mark, and it wasn't me. <laughs> mm. Gee, well, I wonder who's left. Exactly. <laughs> you want to tell us something, Adam? I certainly will. There was an article in the New York Times uh, on our guest, Frank Caliendo. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the article, Philip, may I read the article? Oh, you have the article? You mean the one you sent me? <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one you sent me and highlighted your name in? Yes, I have it. <laughs> Do you want me to post that, Adam? We'll post That's the article, hysterical. too. Okay, we'll post it. <laughs> but in the article that uh, was a piece the New York Times did on Frank Caliendo, if you go down to where Phil highlighted it, it you will read this. <laughs> Nearly a decade ago, comedian friend Phil Tag challenged me. Do Madden, Tag told him. I said, what's that going to get me? Basically, millions of dollars in a career. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, when did you tell him that, Phil? Uh, Jeez, man, it had to be 15-something years ago. We were working in Milwaukee at the Comics Cafe. And, uh, you know, he as soon as I saw him, I was, you know, like you recognize something special. And he had all these great voices. And uh, he was doing Madden offstage. We were, like, hanging out. I go, dude, you have to do that on stage. He goes, really? I said, no one's doing Madden. You have to go up and do Madden. So he's, he goes up and he starts doing Madden like on Wednesday. 
by Friday night, it's like, I mean, when I tell you it's killing, he's like, I mean, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in the back going, I have to follow this now. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what did I, I've created a monster. What am I doing here, you know? And, um, and, and, uh, and then the rest is history. He ended up on Fox, on Fox Sports, and, uh, yeah, and that's how it happened. But I thought it was cool that he mentioned me in that article. Mm-hmm. No, that's seriously cool, man. You were that. I mean, you're the, the little push that that put him in that in that position where everything blew up. I'm assuming he's cut you a residual check for all that, right? I've made zero dollars. <laughs> nothing. nothing. You, you know what? You made a big deposit in the karmic bank. <laughs> yeah. and it's all going to come back to you some way. Yeah, because what you unleashed on the world. I mean, the first time I heard Caliendo and that Madden, mm-hmm. I blew my head because you're right. You'd never heard anybody doing John Madden and oh. you loved Madden doing those games and to hear somebody do it was just it was just genius yeah the one thing phil did get out of it was a lot of resentment (laughs) (laughs) so there you go yeah but yeah you pushed him to make that one little change like i'm already doing this that Mm -hmm. one little change now bring that to the stage Mm -hmm. you you just make one little change and a lot of things can happen oh yeah i remember when i was starting out and i was working at lancome it's a cosmetic company and we used to help customers and we used to work on commission. Right. And I was, uh, I was, you know, making, doing all right. Mm-hmm. And then one day I did something so simple. I walked from being behind the counter around to being in front of the counter with the customer. So you, you came out to stand next to her and put, put on like eyeshadow and stuff. Were you wearing a white lab coat? Yes, I was. Okay, good. <laughs> I had to look professional at him. I like it. Making that effort and mm. truly connecting with my customer and something didn't look good or mm. if, you know, I was telling her the truth. But anyway, long story short, by making that small little gesture, right. my sales, it quadrupled for That's sure. That's great. Yeah. And like I said, working on commission, I was one of the top salesmen in that store. That's great. Yeah. Which was, you know, thinking back, that's an extra added bonus because it was really nice for me to connect with someone, connect with the yeah. human being, you know. Take the cash. Trust me. <laughs> Just take the cash. I took the cash, Adam. I took Good. the cash. Yeah. And, and you know what's nice about you is like, because you are honest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like... I could just see my wife help me. Listen, I think we can do something with the eyebrows. What if we pluck the top one? <laughs> I never said that. Just for the record, never said that. But yeah, one little change. You know what? I make little. Ch- I make little changes to deal with my own neurosis. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so like you see all these these cards I have and all these lists and stuff. I'm always writing down. It's because it organizes the chaos in my head. And lack of structure triggers my anxiety. So if I write stuff out, I got a map in my head of what I got to do. And it kind of keeps me from screaming and yelling. Not really. But at least I'm making an effort (laughs) of trying to do it. Yeah. I'm working with my own crazy to to be a better person for my wife. I have a change for you that you made. Go ahead. You're eating sauerkraut now. You're regular. Yeah. All right. I tell you that. (laughs) The wife is giving me raw sauerkraut because it's the probiotics. There you go. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. And it puts the good bugs in your system. (laughs) See, you know what I'm thinking now? If you're eating sauerkraut, I'm going to have to start eating sauerkraut because I do everything you do. Yes, you do. So it's my turn now to eat sauerkraut. (laughs) You know? Start eating it. (laughs) What she's not telling you is there's a German umpa band in my lower intestine. (laughs) And the tuba likes to solo. So... (laughs) 
It's mm. very noisy in the house, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I think we all do, Adam. I, I stopped eating carbs. I've done that like for three weeks now. Mm-hmm. And man, my energy is like, I'm like, I'm like a pinball. I'm, I wake up at seven. <laughs> I'm doing stuff. It's like, I'm Adam. I'm Adam. That's what I am now. <laughs> I even called them up. I go, I get it now. I get it. I understand. <laughs> is this what you do? Yeah, uh, he stopped eating the carbs, and now he, he's he's complaining nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how little changes like that, you know, make a difference. Mm-hmm. Stern, I know the change you made, and you did it for the benefit of everyone else on the road. What? <laughs> well, yes, as as some of you may know. I have a little bit of a road rage issue. No. <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm, if that's, I'm, not, I'm not the one saying it. It's the arresting officer. <laughs> I just read the report. A, eh, little bit of, a little bit of a problem with that. But I, I, I can't remember where I came across this, but it, it, it was told to me, if you just leave 10 minutes early mm. to wherever you're going, you won't have that stress of I'm going to be late. And I swear to God, it has changed my life. Because you're not running late. You're not like, look at this moron in front of me. I got to get where I'm going. It's like, all right, I'll catch that light later. You know, it's all good. Ten minutes. Just if you got to be somewhere, build in ten minutes and you'll just be cool as a cucumber wherever you're going. That's great. It. You don't have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was going to add to that, Mark, that I tried because I know Adam likes to be on time and all this kind of stuff. So I tried to turn my clock back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you know I what that. I end up yeah. doing, right? Right. Oh, I got 10 more minutes because yeah. I turned it back 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Except sometimes it's not exactly 10. You're like, wait a minute. How much time do I have? Yeah. You start yeah, doing yeah, math yeah. in your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah that's, that, that's my game every day. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, you were trying. I'll give you credit for that. Thank you. I, the change, you know, the change I made. Um, as you guys know, I long to dwell in non-phenomenal awareness. So <laughs> what? that about means you think of stuff. Yeah, that means I, I don't want to think of stuff. That's the thing. I want to separate myself from my thoughts because apparently I'm the one driving myself crazy. So in meditation, you want to observe your thoughts, right? Okay. So right. I changed the word think to notice because now mm. if I notice it's outside of me. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. so I have distance on it. So it's a little game I play with myself. So now, if someone's like, you know, pissing me off, I can just say to them, I noticed you're an asshole. (laughs) It's not like I think you're an asshole. It's just my opinion. He's like, look, you're an asshole. We all know that. I just picked up on it. So it kind of helps me a little bit. But yeah, if you genius. Yeah. If you change it to notice, it actually it helps you separate yourself from your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Mm. One little change does that. Frank Caliendo made one little change in his voice and it goes from Kermit the Frog to John C. Riley. To Mark Ruffalo, to Joe Rogan. <laughs> wow. Pretty impressive yeah. stuff. You guys listen yeah. to this, and we will see you on the other side. What small change can you make to help achieve your goals? Well, in psychology, there's one tip that stands out in terms of uniqueness and the amount of scientific backing. It's called implementation intentions, aka the if then plan. Here's how it goes I want to have more money. When I get my paycheck, then I will first put 10% into savings. Notice how the goal suddenly got a lot more practical. That's great. You don't have a wife. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. Like I got the time for this. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I got some stand-up dates for you. Tomorrow, Friday, April 30th, and Saturday, May 1st, I will be at the Draft House in Arlington, Virginia. May 6th through the 8th, I will be in Richmond, Virginia at the Sandman Comedy Club. Then June 4th, I'm going home to Strong Island, baby. The Brokerage Comedy Club in Belmore, Long Island. June 4th and June 5th, I will be back in Royersford, Pennsylvania at Soul Joel's. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there. Oh, and I posted a video of me taking Phil to his stress test. It's very funny. Check it out. If it makes you laugh, leave me a message. All right. Let's listen to Frank Caliendo. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is an old friend. Uh, it was at a comedy club in Columbus, Ohio, where I first met him. And when he went on stage is when I met the rest of the people in his head. He is a comedian and impressionist who all other impressionists are measured up against. And in my opinion, nobody comes close. You know him from Mad TV, ESPN, NFL on Fox, and his podcast, The Caliendo Effect. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Frank Caliendo. How are you, my friend? Great. You know what? I, I actually think I met you. Well, let's see. The the Columbus Funny Bone. Yeah. I went, I did the guest set. Was that during, that was the guest set I did there. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot about that. Cause it was George Cantor opening for you at that point. I, God, I have no idea. I just remember you I, walked in and said, uh, my name's Frank. Can I go up? And I said, sure. And you went up so, and then Seinfeld came out. The entire. <laughs> what are you entire... welcoming? What are you doing? No, not, hey. not not just Jerry. The whole show came out. Oh, what you talking about? Well, it was before I got in a little trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, huh? Be careful with your word choice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I actually I feel like I met you met you before I started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. You were at Stooges Comedy Club, Milwaukee. Yeah. And you were just I was just hanging out in the back and I said, hey, I uh, I'm I'm looking to do some comedy. I want to start doing some comedy. And I don't know. I don't know. That might maybe maybe I met you after I did that guest set. I'm not sure because you were my my brother, Terry, used to have all the the comic. um, What were they called on Fox? Comics Sunday or uh, Sunday Sunday comics. Yeah. And And there were other names for it, too. But uh, it was on Fox. It was on Sunday nights. And he ranked all the comedians. Mm -hmm. 
and he would give them one through five stars in a little notebook. And you were a five star comedian. I love so, your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. I, I don't want to tell you who some of the other five star no. people were, <laughs> but but uh, but you were definitely a five star. Um, Thanks. Stooges and, was uh, across from. If you remember Stooges, it was across from the candy place where Dama worked. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Uh, uh, some friends ran it. it. Was really, you know, they they tried their hardest, but it was in a tough spot to sell tickets. Yeah, but they were great stuff. people. They came to see oh, me really at the, the Potawatomi that that, uh, that casino when I played the casino. The lady, I forgot her name. She's very sweet. Uh, yeah, and I would have had the name until you just ruined it for me. And because you threw up. me off at Potawatomi, Potawatomi. Um, that's the, it's Potawatomi because I was part of the Potawatomi area council and Cub Scouts. Um, uh, what else don't I, I know about name? you, Frank? Well, you wrote, you actually wrote my bio on my website. Uh, the original bio on my website, my brother had you write the rest of the bio and it included something about a paramecium and we didn't have an ending for it. And, oh, yeah. uh, you ended up writing the, the end of the bio that I used for years and years and years. So, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. There's, you probably didn't even know about that. Cause my, my brother was just trying to get free work out of you. So, <laughs> well, I'm happy to help. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. No, I remember when I first, I, I recall meeting you at that, the old, um, Joey, her name was Joey, 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 that's right. Joey from Stooges. You're right. Joey from Stooges. I drew, I did a bit where Kulikowski, I, Joey Kulikowski. Kulikowski from Milwaukee. What are the odds? hundred percent. Well, you were born in Chicago, raised in Milwaukee, or uh, where, yeah. I yeah. saw my dad worked for. Um, he worked. He sold caloric ranges, so that mm -hmm. became a manna later. But it was like ranges, like uh, you know, stovetops and microwaves sure. and stuff like that, to all the um, the the local businesses. And mm -hmm. then when the big box stores, the Best Buys and stuff like that came in that stuff didn't exist anymore. So he was like a regional manager selling, you know, 10 stoves to a, you know, to a small retail outlet and that stuff all went away. So he was in Chicago. He did that and then moved to uh, us to Waukesha right outside of Milwaukee. And that's why we moved there because he became the district manager where little did I know it probably meant nothing, but it sounded pretty cool when we were putting together collating binders for him. So. <laughs> now, was there funny in the house? Was dad funny? Mom funny? Uh, my dad is one of those guys that's, uh, you know, when, uh, Dennis Miller described Jerry Lewis, like, mm -hmm. you know, he's funny. Why am I laughing so much when he's not trying? Yeah. And when he's trying, I'm, 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 I got tears coming down for the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah. you know, so my dad was like that. He, we would go to, um, Chuck E. Cheese's and mm -hmm. he would talk like Donald Duck to Chuck E. Cheese. He just got, he got the rats mixed up, you know, right. and, and, <laughs> He was kind to of do it on purpose, so that stuff didn't make us laugh, but right. he, he would do other things right. that you'd be like, oh, he's kind of Terry Bradshaw funny, you know, like, right. oh, I didn't know that happened. I didn't know that Advil was going to be dropped on me by that coyote. I should have stood on that X. You know, that, that kind of thing. So, but it, I mean, we were, my dad, my dad also didn't care. I look, I look back and go, geez, I'm so much like him in many ways uh -huh. that he's like, uh, because I didn't care about school. I got a son and a daughter mm -hmm. in high school right now. And it's about get some good grades. Just get some good grades so you can decide what to do with your future. My, you know, make your own decisions. You, you know, you have more opportunities if you get these degrees. My dad was always like, hey, C's average. Go for it. That's fine. Right. So, you know, I got, I got, I thought I, I thought I got better grades than I did. I look right. back and I got probably about a three, two in high school. 
but I should have had probably a three, five or three, six. I just didn't care. Yeah. I wasn't, I was, I was never, I meet people every day or before COVID I'd meet people every day and I go, my God, you, you're highly intelligent. I'm a little above average mm. uh, with intelligence. So I'm just like, okay, I, 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 I'm good enough to get by and not be one of the stupid people. But then I look at how intelligent I was just listening to Elon Musk on Rogan, you know, and I'm yeah. going, Okay, I know nothing. I just yeah, know well, yeah, I mean, you don't I, look at that. I mean, first of all, you can't look at that. I will tell you, I had the same thing because I didn't apply myself because I wasn't interested in it. But one thing I did notice about you, the focus on your work, you took the stand up very seriously. Even when you, you did that guest spot, you were in pregame, you were focused and there wasn't a wasted word up there. Yeah, I, I I went in and I went in and got going. I I don't know if you remember this. I I and I know you want to. I can tell where you're going with this about mm-hmm. how. Uh, and I am I am more of a grinder. I was very much a grinder and hardworking type of guy. Mm-hmm. Gotten way over doing that. I'm past that like five or six <laughs> stages. Uh, I'm trying to get myself back into it. I used to work so hard, but then when you have kids, it all changes and priorities sure. change. And so, but if you remember, I, you probably don't remember. I I watched you mm-hmm. and I go. After watching your set and just watching some of the things you did and how you bounce from thing to thing, I go, how much were you influenced by Robin Williams? And you went, oh, I loved him. Yeah. You know, you're like, you're like that. I was like, well, I could tell because yeah. you don't do the same stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I go, you, I just watched and I went from you bounce, bounce and a few of the voices and the way you, you took an object and gave it a voice and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. This is highly, you know, oh, my God, it's not that, you know, but it's between there, Jonathan Winter, you know, if you go old school. And that's how I look at people. When I mm-hmm. watch people, I go, OK, I can see the influence. Oh, the first time I watched Dane Cook, I go, well, there's a lot of Brian Regan. He's not doing Brian Regan. Right. But you can see, repeat it. Repeat yeah. it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. You know, just and, and edge it up. And then you can you can find where people. As we're when we're younger, you know, when you get older, if you start comedy and you're influenced by somebody, you're hacking them, right? You're yeah. taking what to do. But if you, but there's no way to not be influenced by somebody when you're watching them as a kid. Yeah, that's how you um, find your voice. Well, Robin right. found it through Jonathan. Right, absolutely. You I, know, I remember that well. Then he put me on the show. Now is that uh, dad day? What you going to do? Come on, this is bringing back so many memories. What are we doing here, Adam? <laughs> What's the wrong kind of Adam? We're splitting it. Come on, make it. What are we doing? Nuclear fission, fusion. Who knew? Mr. Fusion. Come on. And then Duck Brown took You mean to tell me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Doc, this is heavy. No, no, this sucker is electrical, you know. So, um, yeah, so I worked really hard. I worked really hard when I first started because I got Mm -hmm. in the college circuit and I was doing nobody else was what nobody else was doing. Nobody was doing impressions. Remember, the internet wasn't around. Nobody, mm-hmm. the, people had some email. I mean, I got email when I was a freshman in high school or college. I'm sorry. Yeah. English. Um, it wasn't English 101. It was like English 111. It was some special class at University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. But I didn't know. Well, I, I jumped like four different things in my head, but I didn't you know. Just what did I Robin Williams. You can't focus on anything now. Yeah. I'm, I'm even worse. I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. In the last five years, everything's just going. Everything's going. Um, I went to school, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. I was going to be a broadcast journalism major. Mm-hmm. That's what I went for. But I didn't ever want to be the interviewer. I found that I had trouble sticking a microphone in somebody's face. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't really interested in that guy because I couldn't start the conversation. If you started the conversation and let me go, mm-hmm. what I really wanted to be was a talk show guest. 
Yeah. That's all. That was my goal in life. Is, I mean, is that you too? That's is me. That- I wanted to be the guy on the show. Give me the pieces to make something out of it. And that's one yeah. of the things I looked at uh, when I watched you work. I went, you're doing impressions, but that's just the launching off point because you riff in an impression. I mean, you do. Yeah. You're, you're riffing I, in, you're improving as that person with your personality yeah, in it. Yeah. With my personality in it is a key. There's a key to what you just said mm-hmm. that most people don't do when they do impressions uh that's what gave impressions such a bad knock um you know people would just do lines from movies or characters from movies you know i can do a lot of other voice and there are people that are better at dead on impressions than me i think there's plenty of people that are really great at dead on voices but they don't add that part of them to it which is the acting in it, mm-hmm. right like when you act You've done what? 30,000 pilots? Um, <laughs> yes. You know that when you act, even if you're not yourself, there's a piece of you in there. A yeah. lot of people do the impression. They're just, you know, let's take an easy one that everybody does or has done. And you're like a Robert De Niro. Everybody's just going, are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, no, nobody's talking to you. Make something up. <laughs> yeah. Create something with it. Like with De Niro, I look at him and go, he's, you know, he's kind of a tough guy, mm-hmm. this type of thing. And then. Well, the old bit that I used to do is he was in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. He played the Frankenstein monster. And the first time I watched it, I'm like laughing because like, look at me. Ah, do you see me? I am the Frankenstein monster. You know, to me, it was funny of who he was and like he was fish out of water casting. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to take the actual actor and then what do you do with him? People are always like, do you do Heath Ledger's Joker? I go, well, not really. I never even worked on it because he already created the character of the Joker. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to me. It would be more interesting to find a Heath Ledger impression at the time, um, now would be, you know, when, when people passed away, even the Robin thing to me is like, ah, you know, a little bit weird, but we're talking about so it made sense. Um, okay, let's take a, a current person. Uh, let's go Robert Robert Danny Jr. Okay, so here's the deal. Do me a favor. Just uh, enjoy me. You, if you notice, he's also just, uh, this is the bit, the way my mind works. So he played Iron Man, but he's played him so much that he's become Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. If you listen to... Uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. talk now, he'll be like, okay, so we're planning on going to, the, to Mars in what, the next three weeks? We don't have that technology. Oh, we got it in Iron Man 2. I don't know where you've been. You know, so you're like, <laughs> yeah. like no, you're not Tony Stark. You're Robert Downey Jr. But you can take him and do some things with him. If you were to take like a movie character, that that's already, you, you can do impressions with that, but they're more like asides. They're almost yeah. like, you know, that you, that you throw out, uh, a, a Forrest Gump and, you know, you do something like that or, you know, Thor, I am, you know, I, I always do this with Tom Hiddleston. I am Loki of Osgod and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. But if you listen to Tom Hiddleston talk, he's just like, and yes, and well, uh, when we were um, working on this, it was um, very wonderful. Um, and he does great impressions too. And then, mm-hmm. you know, even throw in, uh, you know, a uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth, who was one of the, one of the greatest times I ever had was, uh, I would go to these Ace Comic Cons and take my daughter because she's a huge MC uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to hang out with Chris Hemsworth for a little bit. And he, he was taking pictures with people and stuff like that. And we walked over to take a picture. We took, I took a picture with him. And then he thought it was coming to take another picture. He's like, oh, uh, okay. Well, how about this right here? And he grabs his phone. He takes his uh, picture of me and him and a friend of mine uh, who is the security guard. Uh-huh. And um, he takes a picture. And my daughter's like, oh, my God. You're in Chris Hemsworth uh, camera role. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. But you know, you can just find the the uh, you know by meeting Chris Hemsworth. It's so funny when you meet the person, 
you see he doesn't walk he kind of glides you ever see one of those people they mm-hmm. walk with bent legs yeah yeah he's one of those guys he's probably about six four but he walks at about six two <laughs> you know so so but he's kind of gliding he's like you can just hear the sounds oh, oh okay all right that's gonna be yeah. Right, yeah. so it's just it's so funny to just watch him because he is that thor character yeah. he's that guy so you see what he is then you can put him into other things it helps me. It's the same thing with cartoon characters. To me, people say a cartoon character impression. I'm like, well, an impression of a cartoon character is really a voice. Yeah. It's not really an impression. The impression is finding the what's what it is about the person's face and stuff like that. Um, how do you create the whole thing? That's an impression to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's who are they as a, a regular person? Like, um, uh, you know, like a, a, I'm just trying to think of some people I've done impressions with, like you know, Leno would do, you know, he do this thing, and he, was, you know, when he's just talking to you, yeah, but stage, you just you, know, you just went into Jay right there, and you just took his mouth just showed up, right? Yeah, just it, it's all there, and that's why I call it the pizza slice. It's a line across the eyes, mm-hmm. a dot down there, and it's a it's a it's a triangle going downward. It doesn't matter how fat my cheeks are that you can look across there and you can see the person. You can George W. Bush, Donald Trump, uh, mm-hmm. Barack Obama. You, you can do and you can get a lot of different people by just how do they say what's there. But I see the person in front of me. So I'm disappointed when I see myself on television or something because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I still look like me kind of doing it as opposed to in my head, I see the yeah, person. But you see you. I see like you, you just did Leno and I went, you just the whole bottom half of your face just changed. For me. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm an outside and, and that's, observer. That's the point. Yeah. That's what you look for. And you find that little thing and uh, you find what, how does the mouth form? And you go from there. Because if you find out how the mouth form, you can start to figure out what their cadence is. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to have the pitch right. I'm trying to think of the, some that are really good with that. Trump is very, very simple. It's a lot of people. And that quite frightened. See this movement. You pull back the, the corners of your mouth, and mm-hmm. it's very it's very good. A lot of people are trying it. And listen, I, the the uh, results of this podcast are probably going to be disputed. <laughs> there's a lot of people talking. Adam, there's a lot of people talking about it. You ever see Trump would do this too? He'd frame himself. Look, you see this? I'm looking. I'm framing myself, just like I'm getting framed by uh, the left. <laughs> which is one of these hands, left and right. Neither of them like me, and I'm framed by the left and right. Take a look in here. Do you see that? Look at that. Now I'm jazz hands. Oh, that's me coming through. Okay. So, <laughs> What was the door that got you into Madden? Oh, well, listen, the, the whole sports impression thing, mm-hmm. nobody was really doing The People were doing them on the radio, sports impressions, but nobody yeah. was doing them on TV. Mm-hmm. And sports in general, is, they stay away from it in – mainstream television because it it excludes almost half of the audience and, and it's not necessarily male female but a lot of people as soon as that you never see a, a big sports sitcom even even everybody loves raymond basically wrote out the fact that he was a sports writer you didn't yeah. even hear about it anymore it's like the kids they never um, addressed the kids either they were, yeah, they, they, yeah yeah no oh <laughs> uh, yeah we uh we got rid of them you know they were playing baseball <laughs> so um I, the Madden thing came from, uh, I was in, I was, went to school for broadcast journalism. So I'm, I'm just messing around and I thought I wanted to be a, a sports center anchor or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's where I thought I was going to go. And, uh, you know, Summerall actually came first, you know, the Pat Summerall who just do the phrases that to the 20, to the 25. Yeah. And then Madden would just explain the obvious. I would just say the things that could didn't need to be said, but you say it. And it's funny to go back and even listen to that. I hear 
you know, I hear my old Madden versions. I'm like, hey, folks, John Madden here. Mm. I'm like, oh, my God. People <laughs> thought that was good. But the I think the because the video game was out yeah. and, um, you know, that was during um, high school for me. So the video game was out. Uh, Madden was huge in terms of being an announcer. And there's nothing easier than taking an analyst from sports television and having them diagram everyday life. Mm. That's, you know, that's why sports people are so simple to me. People be like, do people say like, do play by play of this as mad. I go, oh, wait, wait, wait. John Madden isn't a play by play guy. He was a color. John guy. Madden, a color analyst. So he would say things, what's going on. So it would never work when people are like, hey, do play by play this. I'm like, no, you got you just talk about the things that are going on and you, you spend a lot of time on that. Same thing became for John Gruden, man. I would just talk about whatever was happening. I don't care. Mike Tirico trying to bring things up. I don't get where he's coming from with some of this stuff. So I went from pigeonholing myself from a broadcaster named John to pigeonholing myself to a broadcaster named John, an impression of that. So, but yeah, even Barkley, see that guy, I did this thing this last year where I did voiceover of nuns playing basketball. I think it was in France or something right. like that. And Barkley's complaining, well, you really can't expect a lot from a nun. <laughs> 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 what do you think, Shaq? I think that's pretty good right there. You know, so, and Shaq saw it. He just started cracking up. He's like, you got this. That's it. That's what you got it. Um, so. Well, you, you yeah, know what I, you I, did I, for Gruden? You made Gruden likable. I think I helped with that. Yeah, yeah I you think made him accessible as, and likable. He's, he was Chucky. And that's why I think he likes me so much, because I think he gets that. He's such a huge personality. Listen. One of the greatest lines ever said to me was at the Comedy and Magic Club. You know it well, right? Yes, I do. Mike Lacey, the owner, I do an incredible job. Doing very, very nice. Richard, I have him up on the... I have Richard up <laughs> on the roof, and Richard is cleaning the roof with a toothbrush. And he's a terrible person. I don't like him at all. He's kind of got Jay Leno's chin. He pretends to be very, very nice. I, I don't even... People don't even stutter on an R in the middle of oh. But, uh, But... Um, <laughs> I used to do evil Mike Lacey for people. Um, oh, yeah, so I'm funny. not going to get you. Listen, I know I said I was going to give you all this free steak, but it's $45, and I'm just going to take it out of your future pay. And I, you know what? I actually had Richard. I had Richard go into your bank account, and he took out $250 because I know you're going to be back tomorrow. And then, But Henry Cho. Oh, yeah. Um, Henry Cho said the – smartest, most brilliant thing in the world to me that got me think that made me go, okay, Henry Joe's brilliant. I did a thing on Mad TV where it was John Madden in the middle of the commercial. I'm just writing Ace Hardware across a play, right? Mm -hmm. And I go, and I said in that um, green room to, Hen to Henry Joe and whoever else was there, I said, ah, man, it's, it's, it's so crazy. Madden is now doing what I've done. He's taking what I've done on sketch TV and putting in a commercial and making a ton of money off it. And uh, Henry Cho went, yeah, you know what? But uh, don't you think John May is saying the same thing about you right now? I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> Touche, man. You're Fair enough. exactly right. I just took John Madden's voice and, and basically made a bunch of money with it. All right, you were right. Okay. Yeah. I guess it all just goes back and forth. I remember reading that Madden didn't like it at first and liked it when his grandkids started laughing at it. Yeah, because I met him at the Super Bowl in uh dallas and uh i i made his grandkids laugh he he, he saw me and it was i i didn't do this bit in my act like he's on shaggy scooby you mm -hmm. see the bad guy pop out of the barrel yeah, yeah. he saw me he's like, like hey scooby like let's get out of here Rock, 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 Rock. 
but I made his grandkids laugh. And it was like, I get it now. You know, you know, all the things I've heard. I had my family take my, my, and my father-in-law took a picture with him. And then Madden kind of got it. Cause when a person meets you, mm-hmm. they see what you're, you're trying to do with it. You know, they, I never took the things that I disliked about people and made impressions out of them. Mm-hmm. I learned this. I took a couple of improv classes before I got into stand up, and they were like, You should try stand up. I'm like, Does that mean I'm bad at improv? They're like, Kind of, but uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're just really good with the voices. We don't use much of that here. But um, they, they said there's two ways to make a character. Mm-hmm. And um, one is to find something you really hate about the person, whatever it is, it's an emotion attach an emotion i try and find the silly and i make it so i can kind of like that that's what i did with madden i found you know you just create these sounds and phrases that's the thing that came from alex borstein and and um uh will sasso talking and i don't know if it was i I probably recognized this before and around it but it was will alex borstein borstein and and will sasso just talking like it's the sounds in between Mm -hmm. the words that can make a character so great um, and I was doing this naturally, but it was, that was the first time I think I'd ever heard it. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure, but I, it's in my mind as remembering them talking about it and especially out, but you know, that can make, that can take an impression. And that's mm. part of what we're going back. That takes a, the impression. It puts the little part of you in there, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what makes it fun. The mad that Madden did a little bit, uh, you know, but I turned it into, uh, 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 yeah, turned into like but you also landed when, when, when you brought it down to land to, to make a pivot, you always brought it back to something he always said. I remember you doing the, the big emotion and then it always land on uh, Brett Favre. It always went back yeah. to Brett Favre. Yeah. And you bring it down and you think about some of the things. I mean, one of the things I like to think about is, that, you know, you ever, you ever play Super Mario Brothers? I mean, that's a great story i mean when you look at it mario came to this country from japan and he was just a little italian plumber and you you saw what he did and he made something of himself and but then and then tragedy struck and then a gorilla stole his girlfriend and when when a gorilla steals your girlfriend and climbs to the top of an unfinished building and starts throwing barrels at you, what are you gonna do yeah you know who could do that Brett far is it easier for you because you uh, yeah. I don't even do a lot of math. It's here's funny. I know you just hold Norm- that. Th- I almost went Norm McDonald. Hey, hold that. Th- oh. here, Pereira. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, ever, uh, you know, uh, Caliendo doesn't usually do the uh, John Madden. He's doing a lot today. You ever, uh, you ever reminisce about something you've never done? You ever do that? <laughs> I, uh, okay. So what are you going to say? What, what, I was going to say, because you put yourself in there and you improv it and there's spikes of energy that happen to us as comics, you know, through our day and stuff. Yeah. And just me as a person, too, the energy is always here, especially the performance energy. My question is this. Is it easier or do you have a bigger window to improv when you're doing somebody like Morgan Freeman, who's a little slower paced than it is to improv at a level um, where you're doing Madden at his height? Well, I can see you leading me right into this. Funny. <laughs> Truth of the matter is there are quite a few catchphrases you can just go into. Sometimes a man, like not just sometimes. Yeah, I, I could improvise because again, Morgan Freeman's the reason I even started doing Morgan Freeman was mm-hmm. because John Madden had retired, right? And I was like, okay, now I need a way to explain the jokes that I don't really want anybody to get anyway. <laughs> I, I, I always like that. John Campanero was the one who said that. He said, "You're not doing enough Madden. Mm-hmm. Why do it? You got to do Madden the whole show. If you, 
hey, if I had a man, I'd do it the entire time. You know, <laughs> explain the jokes. That's my opener. <laughs> Harry uh, Carey's gone. I'm still doing them. I, I, I just am Harry. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman, I guess I could You just explain what's going on and mm-hmm. say fact of the matter is a lot. You know, I, I, I take them and I, I become something else with them most of the time. Yeah. Um, especially when they're when they're a lot of fun, you know, when you've mastered them you, you, and at the beginning, they're just, they're, they're just voices. Right. But then to create the character behind them, it can take more time mm-hmm. and then to say anything you want. There's a lot of impressions. I can just do a few words of, mm-hmm. and you got, and people are like, well, do, do 20 minutes of that. I'm like, I, I can't, you know, like if I want to do a, a Rogan, I just go, I don't know what the fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking nuts. It's fucking crazy. I mean, but I have to say fucking it. I can't yeah. not. I, I don't know. It's something that triggers in my throat because he's got that. He's got that. I did a thing. It was a you know social media thing. And it, it's it's it all starts with Kermit the Frog. OK, so hi, hold Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. And if you if you change it a little bit, you can bring it back to your throat and it becomes uh, John C. Riley. OK, <laughs> so that's that sounds pretty good. And then you take a little air out of it. And it becomes Mark Ruffalo. Geez, I see this is an absolute win. I I didn't even know I could do this. How, how do you how do you come up with something like that? And then you put it back here, and it's just what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's Rogan. So, but there's lots of there's lots of voices like that that you just change a little bit of the mm-hmm. you change a little bit in your throat and create um you you know how they talk with it, but it's 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 being able to manipulate all this and but those are a lot of that i don't put a ton of me in because they're newer Mm -hmm. and they're really more voices with just like some lines thrown at it um when i used to do it when i started out and i I just wanted to be al pacino i would i would walk around and i would just try to become him (laughs) i don't know where you are you have you watched the hunters at all he's got the jewish accent it's very yeah. It's just it's so much, you yeah, guys. Yeah, it's big. It's like he's, it's, he, he's he's hunting Nazis across the street. There they are. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, I'm right over here. Yeah. Every time I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> That's okay. You're when you inhabit a character and you do it so well, others yeah. look to you for guidance. James Brolin. Used your oh yeah your w. Uh, yeah Josh Josh Brolin Josh, Josh Brolin I sorry I had this interview and I I actually met him at a comic con too that's one of my favorite stories because it made my daughter think I was the coolest guy in the world <laughs> so Bro- Josh Brolin I had this interview um, and it was actually a, a guy I know doing the interview um, Gino Salomon from Milwaukee and uh, he's like uh, talks about me and Josh Brolin's like yeah Frank Caliendo he's like Oliver and I Oliver Stone mm-hmm. watched me doing George W. Bush to get the Bush impression part and the comedic part for the movie W. So, and I actually have Oliver Stone talking a little bit about it. He didn't acknowledge as much as uh, Josh Brolin did, Mm. but, uh, but so we went to this Comic-Con, we meet him and we're all set up to meet him. Agents set it up and all that kind of stuff. But Chris Evans was there too. And they're like, well, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to see Chris Evans too. He can't do it by himself. I was like, no problem. Yeah. I'll make it work. So, um, <laughs> no, so I'm really red there. skull. I'm ducking him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> so, um, 
So he uh, he's there, there's there in there. We come in to, to talk to him for just a second because I just want to talk to Brolin. I'm like, I'd actually gone through the picture line with my daughter and Josh Brolin gave me this look like I know you. Mm hmm. And I, he didn't say anything. So I was like, ah, he kind of figured out who I was. My daughter's Juliet. I like, but I don't think he really recognized me or something like that or whatever. I, I was just playing it down. Mm -hmm. So then we finally get to meet. He goes, oh, I knew it was you. He's like, I just didn't know why you were here. It's like, why are, why are you here in Seattle at a Comic-Con? And he's talking about, you know, we're just talking for a couple of seconds. Evans goes, wait, 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 wait. What are you guys talking about? Mm -hmm. And Brolin's like, oh, I use this guy's, you know, as an uh, inspiration for a role. And Evan's like, what role? And I was like, Thanos. And he's like, wait, 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 who are you? And I'm like, Frank Caliendo. He's like, oh my God. And he starts going, when you did Madden. <laughs> oh. And he's like, and he's going, he's going, and Belichick, because he's a huge Patriots fan. He's yeah. talking about all this stuff. He's going, oh my God, it was unreal. And you're doing this and this. And he's hitting me. I'm like, relax. You got the super soldiers here. You're, you're just smashing. <laughs> and and Juliet is, it's, Juliet's like, oh my God, my dad knows Captain America. Like, <laughs> And Captain America knows him and she's old enough to know that it's, you know, Chris Evans, but right. she's a movie savant. She's a Marvel savant. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we're making the whole thing go late there. Everything's behind now because Evans doesn't want us to leave because we're just, you know, I'm basically entertaining him and right. my, and Juliet's telling Thanos about her broken elbow. That's uh, isn't healing properly and all kinds of stuff. And it was just the greatest time. And they don't really want us to leave, but they, we have to. And then we're about to leave. And Evans like, you got to take a picture with us. Got to take a picture. So, so he has us take a picture. He's like, you, you got to remember this. So we go out and my daughter's like on cloud nine and I'm like the coolest dad in the world. And then Chris Evans comes out, he takes a little break and he, he goes up to text. He looks up and sees me. He's like, Hey Frank. And he comes over and he, we're talking for a little bit more. And my daughter, um, my daughter goes, this is, this is unbelievable. After this is over, she goes, unbelievable. I go, why? She goes, he didn't have to talk to you this time. He wanted to talk yeah. to you. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, get ready. Hey, at 13 years old, guess what? Your life has peaked. <laughs> And it's all downhill from here because I don't know. I don't know if anybody, you know, Tom Holland is from England. Uh, I don't think Captain Marvel. I don't know how much Brie Larson knows sports. So we got the sports guys today. That's who's going to know me the most. Um, so, but that was, you know, those were incredible moments, but yeah. So they go back uh, for me, name dropping mm -hmm. Josh Brolin used that, you know, that was great because that was one of my ins for, for doing that. And like, uh, if you want any awards, feel free to, you know, I, I wish I would have known you had been. I would have asked you to mention my name in any speeches. You <laughs> That's great, man. You're doing great. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, my friend. The uh, the Caliendo yeah. cast you can get wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Follow Frank on uh, social media. I love when you did the Hail Murray. You did Jim Nance and uh, Antonio Romo. Yeah. Calling the, oh, uh, that, the Hail Murray thing, oh, Jim, this is incredible and amazing. It's really, really great. <laughs> By the way, people say... And all I can all I can really say is Jim Nance is Tony because <laughs> I just say that for everything because I notice he it like when he gets when Nance gets excited yeah. like a guy be running he'll just accentuate a line like somebody's playing with the volume di dial you know Tony he's like to the sideline so I just turn turn it into the same word all the time like here we go Jim Tony.
So they've even done that in a couple of games. They've yeah. been in the middle of the game. And uh, John Holmberg, who I do podcasts with, he's actually the one who first spotted a here we go, Jim. Uh-huh. And we go, here we go, Jim. And Tony. And now it's kind of like this thing that they even will do on broadcast sometimes. But yeah, Tony Romo, if you bring him down a little bit, uh-huh. and I didn't know this, somebody, people out there, is if you talk like this a little bit, oh, Jim, it's amazing and wonderful. You bring it out, it becomes already laying. I didn't even know. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of weird. Wow. I can't thank you enough, my friend. The podcast is called The Caliendo Cast. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for taking the time, pal. Best to you and the family. Yeah, great to talk to you, Adam. Next time we'll find out a little something about you because I, 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 I just talked the whole time. <laughs> That's all right. Be well, pal. You too. The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you're playing basketball with Charles Barkley and Sister Mary Rebound, but she keeps getting boxed out in the paint. Well, you really can't expect a lot from a nun. (laughs) This could cause you a little anxiety. So why don't you do what I do? Take one of the gummies they have at cruiseintowellness.com. What else do they have, Adam? They have edibles, tinctures, paint creams, bath products, pet products, and tell you what, 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. Yes, 20% off anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com. Would you please go and feel better? Hi, this is Frank Caliendo, and that was 30 Minutes I'll Never Get Back. I had a lot of fun catching up with my friend. What was it like interviewing 20 people at the same time, Adam? (laughs) (laughs) And he does them all great, doesn't he? Yeah, I love Gruden's the best. I just, I mean, I love Madden, but Gruden is the absolute best. Mm -hmm. I love it. I couldn't stop laughing at the Barkley. I just (laughs) kept laughing thinking about it. It was just perfect. What do you expect from a nun? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know who he did spot on? Who? You. Me? When the hell did he do me? Oh, yeah. Um, Mark, could you please go back to where Adam and he were talking about Robin Williams? After watching your set and just watching some of the things you did and how you bounced from thing to thing, I go, how much were you influenced by Robin Williams? And you went, oh, I loved him. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I'm like, that's Adam. Wait a minute. That's my impression? Oh. Yes. <laughs> that's it everyone else he can he can improv as somebody else but when frank does me this is what he can do oh that's it <laughs> spot on yeah it's pretty good i've never made that noise in my life oh shut up that's a sound you make when either you're excited or you can't find something get out of here yeah like okay okay what sound did you make when i gave you evil knievel <laughs> Thanks, Stern. Oh, what sound did you make? <laughs> That's got to be my ringtone. <laughs> I have another. What sound did you make when you forgot the lemons last night? Oh, I'm going to smack you in the head, Stern. <laughs> I did. Just doing my job, sir. I'm oh, like, now. I did. I did. She sent me out. She goes, You have to start. Could you bring home some lemons? And I forgot the lemons. <laughs> Knock it off! (laughs) (laughs) You know, on Top Gear, Adam is famous for saying this one phrase, and people imitate him all the time, and it's great. Yeah, when I, whenever time I I would show the guys the car, I'd go, huh? (laughs) People actually ask him to say that. Oh no! (laughs) 
you know, like just keep your finger on the button, Stern. Anytime there's a low. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That's hilarious. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to serve, ma'am. Pleasure to serve. <laughs> Frank always um, used to do an impression of me, too. He would just say three words. I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> that was the impression. <laughs> And I named my first CD, I'm Getting Annoyed, in honor of that. There you go. (laughs) And he was accurate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he was. Yeah. I like the story in the green room with Henry Joe. Oh, yeah. Frank's all upset. He goes, man, making a fortune on something I did. He's like, aren't you kind of doing the same thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, not you think you say so. Yeah, kind of straightened him out, Mm -hmm. you know. But he's so good at it, you know. He's just so good at it. I saw him when he did a spot. Uh, in uh, at the Funny Bone in uh, Columbus, and I was just like, man, it was a friggin' whirlwind. It just, it just laid waste to everybody. Now, Adam, that club that you you were just referencing a second ago, mm-hmm. were there any um serial killer landmarks that you needed to point out around <laughs> at that? The Columbus Did Funny you... Bone, now, but Stooges in Milwaukee was across from the Candy Factory where Dama worked. I'm not kidding. Look how excited you are. It was because it was amazing to me. And it, I actually brought it up on stage and they were like, oh, I'm like, what? You didn't know? <laughs> you knew. I found out from you guys. What were you I hoping just... to go back in time and solve the murder? No, it's, it's nothing to solve. I'm pretty sure he did it. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> I loved it when he got recognized in front of his daughter by Captain America. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. oh, you're scoring points. He became the cool dad. Yeah. Yeah. Because you see somebody every day, you have a, there's a familiarity to it, and you, and you forget. It's, it's yeah. like Phil. I became the cool friend for Phil when I introduced him to Carl Weathers. <laughs> really? Uh, you were pretty cool. That is you were pretty cool, cool way before then. Yeah, in that moment, I was cool. Before then, Phil was just, you know, he was just yelling. He <laughs> <laughs> still don't know what he's saying there. No, he just yelled. <laughs> Well, I, I just think, I mean, think of the perspective of the kid, right? His daughter, because mm-hmm. her whole view is just, oh, he's my dad. So he's kind of dorky because he's my dad. And to go out and to just all of a sudden be like, wait a minute, Captain America likes this dude. And yeah. Thor likes this dude. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know, it just, the, just, I would love to see the look in the kid's eyes to be like, oh my God, my dad's actually kind of a badass, you know? Yeah. What, a, yeah. what a, just a cool moment. Captain America came back twice and took a picture. I know, yeah. I know. And, the, and by the way, and that was the, the, just a one, like one sentence impersonation. Of, I could do this all day. Mm. And of course, Caliendo nails it. And you could tell, by the way, Chris Evans, who's like a superstar. Mm. He was like a little kid in, in a toy shop was like, oh, my God, it's Frank Caliendo. I love this guy. Yeah, Like you, that sort of mutual admiration stuff always, always just tickles my heart. See that, Mark, that can happen to you. You know what you should do? You should what? start doing John Madden. <laughs> you know what Phil. this worked the last time you told that guy yes, i'm doing it <laughs> here you go uh, well, you know, brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> and and john madden's perspective changed when his grandkids saw how much that they yeah. liked frank's impression yeah because i'm sure madden was like who's this freak this yeah. sort of like coattailing off from my, I'm a, I'm a football guy and this guy's, what is he, you know, Shecky Green, what's he doing with my voice? Mm. And then he sees how much his grandkids like flip out over it mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I get it now. This is actually a cool thing, mm-hmm. you know? So that was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. That was that, that one little, see, it was that one little change when they, he made his grandkids smile. Right. Then John Madden went, oh, I get it now. I yeah. gotta thank him and Brett Favre. 
<laughs> See, I, and I love that now that John Madden can enjoy it. I don't have grandkids, so oh. just pisses me off. <laughs> I want to thank Frank Caliendo for being my guest. Uh, his podcast is the Caliendo Cast. Uh, he's a great follow on, on all the social medias. And, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrar at Gmail. Uh, the show's growing. It's all because of you. Thank you so much. Tell somebody you like about the show. And uh, if you don't like the show, tell somebody you hate. Good way to piss them off. Uh, if you can leave us a review, it helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And always remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. Pod is ended. Go in peace. You're eating sauerkraut now. You're regular. Yeah. All right. Tell you that. <laughs> the wife is giving me raw sauerkraut because it's the probiotics. There uh, you go. Yeah. You're and welcome. I'm so glad I don't have a digestive system. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.